Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Pooche. Welcome to day three of Surviving February. Oof. Day three, y'all. Day three. Day three. <laughs> I, I can't stop saying it. We are three days into surviving February, and I cannot front. Detoxing is hard as hell. I wasn't aware of... Uh, how addicted I was to my vices until I decided I was going to give them up. Now, some things are a little bit easier than others. Um, some things are a little bit harder than others. Um, the drugs portion, super easy. Don't need to do drugs. It's easy. I have had plenty of family members that are drug addicts. I've had plenty of family members die from drugs. I've had plenty of family members go to jail from drugs. So I know drugs are stupid. I know they're bad. And um, therefore, I don't, I'm not really tripping. I'm not really tripping off doing any damn drugs. I don't need to do that. Alcohol. Mm, not going to lie. Alcohol is a little bit hit or miss for me because with alcohol, I find it that alcohol was not only... Um, it wasn't also, it wasn't just an escape as much as it was just a release. I felt very much comfortable being around alcohol in a social setting. Like I said, I would go to work sometime on my lunch break and I'd go get four shots of vodka. Well, uh, I don't even know what the difference is between the house vodka, the well vodka, the up. All that shit is the same. It. Do it get you drunk? Give it to me. You know what I'm saying? That's literally how I took it. Um, drugs are a little bit different. You know, that's quality in drugs. Like, you know, I'm not going to go into that. I'm, gonna sound like a, I'm not trying to go there. But <laughs> alcohol, I don't see a fucking difference. You know, I I used to be like one of those people that would make a drink. And, and I would make a drink and somebody would be like, ooh, this tastes strong. And I'd be like, ain't that what we're trying to do here? Ain't we trying to get fucked up here? Aren't we drinking to feel drunk? Or are we drinking just to add on extra calories? Because I don't do that shit. When I drink, when I drink to get drunk, I drink heavily. When I drink just to get by, I um, I would uh, I would uh, you know, just try to keep it steady. But like I said, I knew I had a problem because I, I it was nothing for me to go to my lunch break and go and get four shots of vodka down them and then keep it pushing. Go back to the workplace, bust out my phone calls because. Where I work at, I have to make phone calls. And, um, you know, that was my thing, baby. That was my thing. That's what I like to do. And uh, it was cool because I could be drunk and I felt people would know. Maybe I smelt like it, but I felt like people wouldn't know uh, until I started going off the deep end and saying crazy stuff. So, which one's the worst, Uncle Poochay? Sex. Oh, boy. Man, oh man, oh man. There's just something about the P U S S Y. 
that just, man, vagina boy. I mean, I'm not as bad as I used to be, but needless to say, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be when it comes to sex and women. I just, I love women, man. I love women, 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 women. (laughs) I just love women. I love the way they look. I love the way they smell. I love the way they dress. I just love women. Women are my thing, man. I love them. But I haven't had the best relationship with women. I haven't been the best mate to women. I haven't been the best boyfriend number two to women. (laughs) If that's even fucking possible. I I adore women, but right now I appreciate them from afar. Um and that's just where I am, man. I'm just not in a in a place in a space where I can just thoroughly just be around women for too much longer or too long because you know, the deviant, the degenerate inside me just starts to click and that nigga just starts to work and then I just think about how I can fuck them. And I don't want to do that anymore, man. I don't want to just, I want to just have sex, just to have sex. My body count is high enough, and I still don't think it's that high. But if you haven't known, or if you haven't guessed by now, this episode will be surviving. Uh, me talking about surviving, but not just surviving. I'm gonna be talking about surviving my whole phase. Whole phase. I had no idea that was a fucking term until I met a person that told me that. And I was just like, oh, damn, that's a thing. Ironically, I was in the midst, in the middle of my whole quote unquote whole phase when someone told me this. And to break down my whole phase, I have to go back to um, where it all started and how this all started. Uh, my interactions with women from my first sexual encounter into how that um, how that basically created a slippery slope into my um, my misuse and mistreatment and uh, abuse of women sexually. So buckle up, sit tight. This might be a 30 minute episode, might be a 45 minute episode, depends on how deeply I want to go into detail about this. Again, one thing I might add, if you're listening to this on the Apple podcast, please uh, like, subscribe, rate, do all that funky shit if you feel like it, man. Honestly, like I said, like I told y'all at the beginning, this podcast is therapeutic. So right now, I mean, I know you hear an app at the beginning of the episode, but hell, that was for me personally to put that in place to be like, hey, if I can you know, monetize and make some money off of it, it's great. But I ain't really tripping off making any money off this, man. I, my end goal is to really help people and to some way make this a everyday life job for me. Podcasting, media, personality, radio host, whatever it may be. I like this. I like the way this feels. I like the way I sound. And I like I like that I have the ability to help people because since I've been putting this out, um, some people have been in my DMs and you know telling me how they can relate to certain subject matters that I talk about. So with that being said, rate it, don't rate it, give me five stars, don't give me five stars. Don't, I mean, do what the fuck you want to do, man. Uh, Either way, I appreciate you for listening. (sighs) Surviving my whole phase. So if I must transition this back, I must take you guys back to a time. 
not too far long ago, but it feels like a fucking eternity ago. And that was 2007. I was going into, well, I was actually in ninth grade. Uh, school was about to end. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, she's a nice girl. Um, we'll just call her ninth grade girlfriend because I can't think of a fucking name because I fucking suck at shit like that. And ninth grade girlfriend was, um, by definition of what you call, um, an experienced young lady. I'll say that. I'll say that because I actually don't like the term hoe. Excuse me. I don't like the term hoe. I don't like the term whore. I don't like any of those things because as I once heard, um, once heard Kobe Bryant say, I don't partake in arguments that don't have definitive answers. You see, the term hoe, whore, things like that, they don't have definitive answers because what you what you think is a hoe or whore, I might find to be perfectly normal. And quite frankly, there's no firm definition of what hoeism is. <laughs> hoeism. So yeah, I don't I don't like the term hoe. So we'll just call my ninth grade girlfriend experienced woman. Now, keep in mind, again, this is ninth grade. So to say that she was an experienced woman at the tender age of 14, 15 years old kind of says a lot about her. But I can't speak poorly about her because her upbringing one wasn't the best. And she did experience she did live in a household where she experienced seeing um, men in and out of her household um, living with her mother. My mother always had men in and out. My mother was a very, very uh, great woman. I still love her mom. Great woman. But, you know, I don't think that she reacted well to seeing her mother date multiple men. That's just my opinion. Her mother's a very successful woman. But I, I would have wished, looking back on it, maybe it would have been one of those things where she was just like, yo, like, the fuck is this, mom? Like, stop letting all these niggas come through the crib. It's fucking up the spot, yo. It's fucking up how I feel about myself. I feel like niggas need to be coming in, running in, and running in about me, because um, you know, you're 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 letting niggas do it to you. So, anyways, I had this girlfriend in ninth grade, and she was an experienced woman. And you know, the thing about it was, I could care less. Not because like I I I wanted to get with her because I already knew she was giving up the the goods. She was giving up the, the the kitty cat, the nappy happy dugout. Not not because of that. I just liked her, dude. She was a great individual, great young lady. She was cool, man. She was just someone nice to vibe with. And we both were kind of outsiders when it came to high school. I already told you guys how much I fucking hated high school. And um, she was kind of an outsider, um, mainly because there was a story that went around school about her being um being pregnant and and uh having an abortion and you know big whoop right like whose fucking business it is is it but for all of us who've already gone through high school or those that are going through high school would know yo high school's such a big deal when you're in high school because you feel like these people's opinions about you is what matters the most and um this young lady and I, um, obviously engaged in sexual intercourse. Uh, I think at the time, at the time I was 14, yeah, I was 14 going on 15. She was 14. And by that time, that was the first person I've ever slept with. She, on the other hand, I think I was unbeknownst to me at the time. She was, I was probably the sixth or seventh person she had slept with. 
Um, me and that person broke up later on down the line because I did find out that she had been uh, pregnant and she had had the abortion and she had had sex with a lot more guys than she had led me on to believe. So I was a little <laughs> teed off by that. Looking back on it, it was none of my fucking business, yo. Like for her to tell me if it was one or if it was five, it, it was none of my fucking business. But I took it personally because I stood next to her. I stood by her. Why the fuck was she lying to me about these things? But um, she did. And uh, the 15 year old in me could not take it, you know, because I don't know if you guys know this by now about me, but I'm a little narcissistic and I feel like I am the end all be all. When you date me, you're dating the greatest thing in the fucking world. I'm the freshest, dopest thing since sliced bread. At least that's how I feel in my head sometimes, which can't be further from the fucking truth. You know what I'm saying? But hey, whatever. You got to get over yourself. Sometimes I have to get over myself. But the reason why I tell you guys that story is because it set a precedence in my head of my relationships with women and how I felt women, women's behaviors were, women's behaviors patterns were. And it also set a precedence in my head to not trust women. Remember when I told you I didn't trust the last person I dated because they weren't trustworthy? I'm sorry, because not because they weren't trustworthy, but because I just didn't trust them. Well, that started at 14 years old. Yeah, I'm a walking stereotype, guys. Get hurt one time at 14 years old. Take it out on women for the rest of your lives. Yeah, that's me. But um, fast forward. <clears throat> the year is 2015. Uh, yeah, it's 2015. Again, my mind slips me. So sometimes I'm going to say dates and years that could be wrong. Um, and being as it may, if I tell on myself, I fucking tell on myself because not only am I narcissistic, I'm also fucking huge on lying. At least I was. Now I'm just like, Hey, I'm not about to lie on this or lie about this. Whatever was, was, whatever wasn't, wasn't. If that happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. Um, I don't fucking remember, but anyways, the year is 2015. I am, uh, Fresh out of college, and I am at the pinnacle at the time of which my narcissism could be. I just bought a brand new car, 2014 Impala, because I wanted it to be a baller, shot caller, 20 inch blades. Y'all finished the lyric. And um, yeah, man, I, I got this new car. I got the job at the rental car company. Uh, I'm making roughly, I think at that time, I was making like forty-five, almost $50,000 a year. I was staying in my mother's crib at the time still, my parents' crib at the time still. But, I, you know, ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Dude, you couldn't tell me nothing. Outside of having all this materialistic shit, you know what I also had? Something called a school schedule. I remember I said I was out of college. So what's a school schedule, Pooch? I'll tell you. A school schedule was this. And if you ever hear me talk about my school schedule, you'll know what I'm referring to. I, at the time, was dealing with, I believe, why do I say I believe? I know. I was dealing with five women. I was juggling five women at once. Um... 
I had, let's go down this line. I had someone that you would refer to as the doctor. Someone you will refer to as, let's call them the customer. I had someone that I can refer to as, let's call them college chick. And then I had college girlfriend. <laughs> so that tells you where the fuck I was with that. And uh, the fifth person, actually, they hadn't even gotten to the picture. So I was only dealing with four. I was only dealing with four at the time. Look at me trying to give myself more credit. Anyways, it was a school schedule, man. Check this out. The doctor <clears throat> would come around randomly. Uh probably was the one that I had uh, had the most connection with the longest time because I'd known that one the longest time. Um, the customer was just like that was a customer, someone I had met at work. Cool, cool, cool individual. Um, and, uh, you know, like like their vibes. That person was older than me. And so I was really, really feeling that person. I was like, damn, she's older than me. She's feeling me. Yes, Lord. <laughs> um, college girl. We met in college. Ain't no other way around that. We met in college. I pulled up on her um, one day and uh, put the finesse like I do. And, uh, uh, you know, eventually in due time, she started feeling me. And then I had the college girlfriend, which is exactly what she was. She was actually my college girlfriend. So technically, if you just want to be direct and straightforward, I wasn't shit. I had a girlfriend. I had three other women that I was either sleeping with or just, you know, literally sleeping with or had come over and sleep with me and we would just be intimate in the way of cuddling. To put you guys in perspective of what I was doing at the time in the school schedule and how fucking reckless I was, once upon a time, the fucking doctor came over my house unannounced because she had left something at my crib. Don't remember what it was. And at the time that this occurred college girl was laying in my bed while college girlfriend was calling me and the customer was waiting for me to come by and pick her up because we had um, set up a date to go do something and I had totally fucking forgot because you know when you're juggling four women man when you're juggling four women, you get really fucking unorganized. It, you just do, you know, you just do. And no matter how hard you try, you just can't be able to, you just can't be able to juggle all four of them, man. It's just, you, you find yourself in a place where you think that, uh, someone's always watching you and Fuck, I did, man. You'd have thought that I was out here selling birds, selling kilos, man. You'd have thought I was fucking ghost. I I would have to, when I made plans with these, one of these four women, I would have to literally text all four of them, or at least the other three, because I already knew I was making plans with one. I would have to make plans and text the other three and be like, hey, where you at? And I would literally ask them where they were. They would tell me where they were. And I'm sure they thought that I was asking for the hopes of me pulling up. But I was just hitting them up just to be like, yo, where you at? They could tell me where they were. And I can make sure I didn't go there. Again, not bragging. Just talking to you guys about surviving my whole phase. 
And so I did this. This went on. This was in 2015. It started in 2014. It went on all, uh, half of 2014, all of 2015, and then until the middle of 2016. So almost two whole years. And when I tell you, it wasn't fucking easy. You know, it wasn't fucking easy um, because um, it, it 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 got tiring. You know, those are got guys. Those are four different birthdays. By the way, I didn't say what part of the family I'm talking to today. Um, I'm talking to all the family members because everybody needs to hear this because I believe male or female, we've all went through a quote unquote whole phase and hey, hey, it's, you, you live and you learn, right? So it was tiring. It was difficult, it, but it was at the time, I believed a lot of fucking fun. I never had a shortage of someone in my bed. I never had any shortage of someone giving me finish that fucking sentence. Uh, what happened? How did it end? Why did it end? Well, quite frankly, I could have pushed my whole phase on for longer than I did. But then, you know what? I, I got I got burnt. I got burnt out. And I started seeing my life kind of take a turn uh, for um, something I didn't want. You know, you don't strain four individuals along for too long till they all start wondering like why the fuck won't this guy like you know why when you know I don't know why when I'm having a, a, a dinner with my friends why is he not available why when I ask him to let's take a trip for his birthday and we take a picture like he's like nah don't post that or you know why is it that you know he has pictures of said woman on his IG page still and he, he's claiming he's not dealing with her anymore well, the answer to all those questions, ladies and gentlemen, again, I was not shit. And I'm not proud of it. Not a little bit. Um, I woke up one day depleted and downhearted and pretty much distraught. And uh, I don't know what it was that sent me, but I just I decided that I was going to break it off with these women um, for the most part, so the customer, I, in true fuckboy fashion, I called her one day and I just said, hey, you know, this isn't going to work for me anymore. We have been seeing each other for a little bit over a year at the time. And I was just like, yo, this isn't going to work for me anymore. I'm not fucking with the shits. And she was just like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And I remember she told me. Again, because she was older than me. I think she's three years older than me. Two years older than me. No, three. She told me, why did you waste my fucking time, bruh? Like, do you know how many fucking people have tried to talk to me? You know how many fucking people I've put on hold? How many things I put on hold just to deal with you? And uh, in true fuckboy fashion, I was like, man, tough titty. I'm sorry. Like I, I do apologize, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not fucking. I'm not available to do this with you anymore. And uh, that was it. I did that over a phone call, ladies and gentlemen. A fucking phone call. Me and her had been seeing each other for a year, and let me tell it. At the time, she and I had. Um, she had invited me over to her mom's house. I had met her mom's. Um, 
I hadn't met her sisters, but she took me to um, Reno and uh, introduced me to her friends. We took pictures together. I took her out on her birthday. She took me out on my birthday. Um, Yeah. And, you know, obviously we were sleeping together. I was kissing her in the mouth and I was just like, yo, you know, my girl, chill out. Um, So that was that. I, I, I ended that. And um, no follow-up, no phone call, didn't see her face-to-face. I didn't even fucking, I just went on my life, yo. Um, the college girl, she hit me with an ultimatum, but in a different way. She was very subtle and indirect with hers. And um, I basically just just cut her off. One day she asked to come by. I told her she could come by. She was on the way of coming by. And I said, yo, take your ass back home. <laughs> I don't want you to come by. And uh, being who she was, a very strong woman, she was just like, you know what? Fuck you. Lose my number. Don't ever talk to me again. And at the time, yo, if you talked to me like that, I would have just been like, all right, cool. Whatever, bro. Bye. And that was the end of that. Um, the doctor was probably the most, uh, the most devastating one in my eyes because of my narcissistic ways. She quit me. You know, when you got, when you see yourself value and you take a step back from a situation, it's easy to quit a motherfucker who ain't shit. And so she, um, she came back around for, I guess she went off to school, um, to med school and she came back around. Oh, and, um, I, I remember I tried to kiss her and she was just like, no, thank you. And we talked and she just looked at me and she said, Hey, she called me my government name. She said, Hey, listen, I can't lie to you. Before I went off to school and, and, and I, you know, met people like me and have similar interests like me and want to go to the places like me, I can't lie to you. I was deeply, so deeply in love with you. This is a person I'd known since high school. And uh, she was like, I was deeply in love with you. I'm not even going to front. Which was crazy to me because I did not know she loved me. I thought we were just in like. And uh, she said, you know, and now a year later as I look at you. I feel nothing. I feel completely nothing when I look at you. And that stung to the core because, like I said, again, guys, I'm narcissistic. How the fuck can a woman feel nothing for me? I am the greatest thing walking God's green earth. <laughs> yeah, right. So that was that. The last one, uh, the college girlfriend. I couldn't have been more of a piece of shit in that situation. Um, I, um, I basically woke up one day and I thought to myself, check it. Me and this person have been seeing each other for three, four years. I don't remember. Time slips me. And um, I was like, hey, I'm never going to marry her. And I don't know if she knows that. I'm sure she knows that. I'm sure her family's told her that. And, um, so I just gotta, I just gotta be real with you, and I wasn't real with her. Just like I did the customer, I called her. She was on her way back from school. Um, she was taking night classes while working. She was working like fifty plus hours a week and taking night classes. She was on her fucking grind, and um, man, yeah, I called her and 
and we had had an argument about something. I brushed it off and we didn't talk for a whole day. And she tried to call me because we were hugely on makeup to break up type shit. And I said, listen, check this out, college girlfriend. This shit ain't going to work. And so I um, I broke up with her with the phone. And I remember her just being like, are you serious right now? Like, are you serious, serious? I'm, like, yeah, I'm serious. It's a motherfucking heart attack. I'm serious. Cancer. I'm serious. Hitting your pinky toe on the side of a fucking corner when walking with no socks on. I'm fucking serious. And, um, yeah, man, she blew me up for like probably a month. And in my fuckboy ways, I kept having sex with her unprotectedly. Kept having sex with her, kept having sex with her until um, one day I just, um, I did, I did some fuckboy shit that I won't necessarily say on this podcast, but uh, if you, you're interested in no, you can always reach out. That's all I always tell y'all. I did some fuckboy shit um, that, um, that uh, led to her seeing me out and about and, uh, and it made her realize that, hey, we we not getting back together. This motherfucker is embarrassing me. And now he's embarrassing me in front of people. And so, um, yeah, she she was done. In wrapping up this story, I'll tell you about all four of these women and where they start, where they stand now. We'll start with the doctor. The doctor is clearly a fucking doctor. <laughs> She's a fucking doctor. She's a fucking doctor and has a doctor boyfriend and they're so fucking much in love. She and I don't speak anymore. Um, it's best that she and I don't speak because it, it just is. I, I respect what she has. Um, she respected what I had. Uh, yeah. Uh, the customer, the customer went on uh, and got her master's. She told me after she and I... Um, and it, she had to take a reevaluation of her life and take a step back and stop giving her life and her energy her energy to niggas. And uh, she didn't date for uh, a year. She got back in school. She finished school. And now she's um, she's doing big shit popping in the bang. Like, shout outs to fuck her. Like, she's doing a lot of good shit. Um, the college girl, she um, she's married now found a man that loves her dearly and uh she recently she was the one who I, I i held on to or connected with the longest in communication but she recently contacted me uh last month or two months ago now and was like hey check this out um one uh i'm pregnant you know so shout outs to me <laughs> thank you uh and then she was like, secondly my husband's not cool you and i speaking so yeah this ain't this ain't gonna happen anymore and um you know, I had to respect that. She's married now. She has a whole ass fucking family that she has to, um, you know, look over and be a union with. I, I can't be mad at that. I miss her as a friend, but I can't be mad at that. Um, college girlfriend randomly text me in December. Um, I had already known this because... Uh, you know, where I stay, Sacramento is kind of a small place, but she, she's got a baby. She's with the guy who ironically has the same fucking legal first name as me. Uh, so needless to say that all these women are doing fucking fine. Uh, which leads me to believe that, Hey, you know, I too can move past what, you know, emotional restraints I have, but I have to cap this story off with this and surviving my whole phase, my whole phase 
left me empty. It left me sad. And it honestly left me feeling fucking dirty. These were four good, strong women. And I only deal with women of color. So, um, yeah, that's that's me. But uh, outside of my whole face and what it did to me, my biggest my biggest regret, my biggest uh, complaint about my whole face was I hurt four women for no fucking reason, just because I wasn't ready to settle down because I wasn't ready to be a man because I wasn't ready to um, protect them and be the person that they were supposed to be. And you know what happened? Life came back and kicked me in the fucking nuts because when I got through getting out of the situation that I was previously in, I can't but think that that was some form of a karma for the things that I did to those four women. You can't go around doing bad things to people and not expecting that some bad won't happen to you. Sorry, bud. It's going to happen. But with that being said, I adore women. I um, love women. But one thing I need to do is stay the fuck away from them, at least right now. And that goes for women of all colors. But I personally believe, and this is my opinion, so do what is what you want. The black woman is the standard of all beauty, wits, education, all of it. it. You guys, I just love black women, but I've hurt too many black women and I'm fucking ashamed of that. If they had a uh, Yelp review on my black ass, it would simply read, keep, keep scrolling, sis. Leave this nigga alone. You know, this motherfucker's like a Sour Patch Kid. You know what I'm saying? Sweet, sour, however the fuck you want to do it. But that nigga is going to end up bad and probably just stuck to your teeth. <sighs> so, yeah, man. Enjoy your whole face. <laughs> Maybe you'll get married out of it. I, I don't know. I know it, 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 didn't, it didn't go over well for me. You know? As I sit here, single as a fucking... I can't even say singles a Pringle because you don't just eat one Pringle. As I sit here waddling in my thoughts, sometimes I think to myself, man, I really did a number on some women for no reason. And I, and I have to accept that and I just have to move on. So, I mean, none of them listen to this. Not that I know of. But if you are and you know who you are, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart. You know what? I'll go out on a limb and I'll say my government name. Keith Bernard Johnson Jr. is sorry for what he did to you and sorry that you had to meet another man who had to deal with the hurt and the scars and the pains that I brought about from being a fucking liar. This episode's ran over a little bit longer, but hey, I needed to get this shit out. Yeah, so... Surviving my whole phase, man. That I, I'm, I'm. This is more so the aftermath of it. Sex is still heavily prevalent on my mind. I still want to have sex, but I just don't want to have sex with just anyone. I don't want to have meaningless sex because I just don't. And it's not like I don't have a lack of love interest. It's funny when you start telling people you're celibate. It's funny how they start throwing things at you. But hey. So, 
Give me some feedback. Have you ever had a whole phase? How was your whole phase? Was it fun? Did you get cuffed out of it? Did you meet someone during your whole phase and, you, and it became something more? Or was it just a portal of fucking a, a vast vessel of your body being something that you just let niggas dump into? And men, was did you just allow yourself to give your body to any fucking woman at any time, not realizing the devaluing you were doing to yourself? Because... I don't care what nobody says. You know, there's a double standard of, like, men being players and women being hoes. It don't benefit anybody just going out there just fucking people just because. It don't. But um, let me tell it. I don't know. I stay with my mama <laughs> and daddy in their basement. Either way, man, i love to know your feedback. This has been another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Pooche. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please allow the peace within you to kill the evil that is coming out of you. Um, until next time, y'all, I'm out.